I did a podcast about a week ago with Decidedly, which is a podcast hosted by Sanger Smith and his father, who are wealth managers in Fort Worth. And they focus on how decisions are made by high net worth uh, individuals and families, particularly on the future of their businesses. So in that context, I was talking about one of the methods that I use to reveal underlying bias in decision-making on really critical decisions. And I thought it might be useful for you. It might provoke an aha. Enjoy. So what's an example that comes to mind when you think of a bad process or, or a bad decision-making framework that you saw when you walked, you first started working with a company? Yeah. So it depends a lot on the size and the people significantly. And let me tell you a little bit about the process to get into that analysis that you're talking about, which is that typically when I come in, we have something very overt that we're trying to accomplish. So there is an objective goal that we're trying to hit within the next six months, 12 months, or three years, as we've talked about before. That might be, we want to be able to do a recapitalization of the business, or we want to be able to transition it to our kids, or we might want to do an M&A or exit or something of that nature, or I need to grow. I need to double the size of this business. It needs to be go from $50 million to $100 million. So we have that as an objective endpoint that we're looking at. Then when I come in, I spent quite a bit of time working with the, the key people that will be part of that decision-making influence to understand where they're coming from. And we literally will walk through some, I'll, I have some mapping exercises that I go through with people, with CEOs, um, and, and have done, for example, with YPO, Young Presidents Organization, yeah. which is a, a fantastic organization for, for young leaders. And I take them through these workshops where I will put uh, together a graphic which has eight slots, which ask them about that objective point that we're trying to re- achieve in three years, and then in their mind, plot on every on all eight axes who it is that they're going to talk about, talk to about this decision. Who are the most influential people that are going to shape their view about how to get there and whether that's a good idea? And it tends to be not just, oh, my CFO, my board of directors, although they'll be on the list. Oftentimes, it's my wife. It's my son. It's my dad. It's some mentor. It's all these other influential people. When we purposely do that, and that's one of these aha moments that you get when you come into it, is that they realize that the decision-making is not just a product of how we get there financially and do I have the right sales guy to hit the numbers? Do I have the right financial CFO to get the financial engineering or the debt or the equity I do need to, to make this play? But it's influenced by people who are vested in my own future emotionally, who have legacy issues, who have their own agenda. Um, and it really starts to attenuate that decision-making process. And all of a sudden you're able to start compartmentalizing the reason that I don't want to go, I, I want to go path A, but not path B is because my wife doesn't like path B. Oftentimes that's in a, almost at a subconscious level. Um, and when we bring it up to the top, then we can have some rational conversations about it and then start working through how do we decode this? How do we t- break down that influence in your decision making. That's a that's one of the deeper seeds in a blind spot. Yeah, in my experience, there's a lot of those barriers that prevent certain paths from sure. being truly discussed. And people hesitate to speak it out loud. They hesitate yeah. to say, my wife doesn't like that. And it could be, I don't want her to feel guilty for controlling the process. I don't want her to feel like sure. she's the, telling me not to do something. 
I don't, maybe I don't even want to admit to myself that I'm allowing that to happen. Um, Correct. There's any number of reasons that would, that cause people to feel that way. making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly.